And where are we on the uh, ongoing matter? So far, we have narrowed it down to to execute, hit it, and manifest. Manifest? It, nobody likes that one. Hit it was Captain Pikes. Yeah, but you could put your own spin on it, like, hit it! I will take it under advisement. Oh, and um, Commander Stamets has uh, requested to report on their analysis of the Navarre data. He says they have something. Well, hit it then. Um... Right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson Lee, and with me is my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I am doing well. It's the end of vacation. I Last know. day of vacation for all us both. All over. All over. Yeah. I'm just Sad. counting down the days to MLK Day. That's all there is right now. Oh, well, that's two weeks. Yeah, it's right around the that's corner. That's not far away. Yeah, actually, I don't know if I have off for MLK Day, but you know. Oh right, yeah, um, I do, I do for sure, and that I do now. Yeah, because my so. new company is UK based, so I don't even know what holidays they technically celebrate as a company. So, oh yeah, um, I have no idea. Yeah, you start a new yeah. job tomorrow. That's exciting. I, I do, I do. I'm excited. I'm a little bit, you know, nervous because it's kind of like first day at school but I'm sure I'll be fine. I have like this whole onboarding schedule already. I'm like meeting with like a zillion people. So there's that, but I, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm sure they're, I mean, I'm sure they're not gonna throw me to the wolves the first day, but we'll see, you know? No, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be a gentle in- a ge- I don't know gentle, but yeah, like, you know. Nah, maybe not gentle. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a- gentle, but you know, they'll, they'll give me time to pick things up and acclimate. You know, correct. So, yeah, I'm excited. Exactly. So it's a new yeah, chapter, you know, new challenges. Yeah, you know, new chapter new in 2021. There you go. Which you is know, why you took this opportunity, right? To to exactly. grow. So. Yes, I just need something new. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So you know, I thought that it would be cool for us to before we dive into this week's discovery episode for us to talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff that we've been doing the past two weeks, specifically the little trip that we took to upstate New York, uh, where we went to the Star Trek original series set tour. So, Mike, what did you think about it? Let's start with your thoughts and, you know, sure. what, well, you, we, what your experience was. Uh, it was, you know, everyone there was great, first of all. And we want to thank the Star Trek original series set tour team, uh, James and Drew. And I think Anthony was our photographer. 
I don't remember his name. And uh, we want to thank them for having us by. And um, yeah, it was really, it was really quite informative. And I know Drew, our our tour guide, he knew a lot. I mean, it's his job, but he also seemed like a fan, and he just knew things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just, it was, um, it was surreal at times. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know. You know, and obviously the, the penultimate piece of this or the ultimate piece of this is going to the bridge, which is mm-hmm. the last part you do. But uh, even, you know, from the beginning, uh, we started in a transporter room, which was really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything felt real and everything felt um, solid. And, you know, it just... It was really, uh, it was like transporting onto the Enterprise. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like a being in another world. And, um, you know, just in my mind, going through the scenes that you see in these various sets, uh, some of which I don't exactly remember. Like, I don't really remember too much about the uh, the room with the, the decompression room. I don't remember that. I don't remember oh, yeah, that I from remember this that from the series, uh, but you know, being in the transporter room, being in Doctor McCoy's office, being in sick bay, even the hallway, you know, yeah, actually, the hallway was the biggest thing because it's so iconic. All of the, the hallway, yeah, right. Yeah. All the crew members running, you know, <laughs> running to you know red alert stations and things like that. Uh, it was just. Yeah, it was so surreal, and uh, it was just a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of um, yeah, just a lot of um, just a lot of fun. It was really yeah. fun. It was yeah. cool. You know, you couldn't touch a lot. Uh, we touched a few things, but mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, the bio bed. You know, and in, in not just the bio bed in the sick bay where people were recouped, but also the, you know, where people were examined there, you know, where it folded down and let people on or off and how that whole thing worked. Uh, yeah. It was just really, really cool to be there. And so realistic. Uh, you know, if you didn't look up at the ceiling, you'd really think that you were there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that they did such a great job just recreating everything and the level of detail that they put into it. And, you know, like Drew kind of gave us a lot of the info on how they went about recreating the sets and the amount of work that went into it because they couldn't find the right material from when they initially produced the sets. So they went ahead and recreated textiles or materials themselves. It was just insane. Um, where they had to source things from the original manufacturer and they had to hunt things down. Um, and just how much effort and love that they put into it was just really amazing. And I would also like some of the the background information. I'm sure I read it somewhere where, yeah, like, you know, they, like TV sets back then didn't, like, weren't HD. So the set designers knew that they had to make things really colorful so that they popped on screen like things like that and that would be the explanation as to why so many primary colors are used on the sets and things like that 
you know, like really make you appreciate even the original design and how innovative they were and how they thought about the user experience and then how they would also repurpose everyday things like salt and pepper shakers, you know, to, to make certain objects or certain tools um, as a way to save money or, you know, just do something a little bit different, you know, like just small details like that were really interesting. And then, yeah, the bridge was great. Um, obviously they replaced a lot of the screens with you know, modern day LEDs, but other than that, it was a very faithful recreation. And you know, you and I both thought that it looked so much smaller in, in person, you know, than on screen, which is really interesting. It looked really cramped actually. It was like not, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable if there were chairs and more than like three people on the bridge. It, you know, it, it's- Yeah, really exactly. Yeah the, yeah, the bridge was really small and you definitely do not get the that feeling when you're watching it. it seemed very spread out and you know the banisters were lower than I thought. Uh you know, we, we got to sit in the captain's chair, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was really small and, it was and small, yeah. the way the way that Drew explained it is that the the way that it was filmed with the parallax lens just made it seem roomier than that. Mm-hmm. And so that's really fascinating to me. I don't know what it is, uh, you know, what it, how it does that, but uh, that was the only set that felt not like real, you know, to me like that, that felt like a miniaturized version and it was true. You know, it's follow follows the, uh, the blueprints that they got. From, yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting from the studio. So yeah. it's, you know, it is accurate to what they worked on, but mm-hmm. man, it was small. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they did update some of the screens and whatnot, but, uh, still really, really cool, uh, yeah. to be on there and to sit in the, to actually, you know, my favorite part was probably walking through the bridge doors and uh, like the just standing lifts. there, yeah, 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 stepping on, you know, stepping through the the bridge turbo lift doors, and stepping onto the bridge, and just standing there, and like kind of looking over at like so many characters who walked onto that set uh, throughout the seventy nine episodes of the original series. I mean, it's yeah. just, um, it's just really cool, you know. And the other the other set that I really enjoyed that I thought was really cool was the conference room. And how they, you know, it was set up with as the conference room, but uh, it was also used as many other sets mm-hmm. and redecorated. Yeah. And uh, the, you know, the mess hall uh, where they held the wedding mm-hmm. uh, from Balance of Terror, uh, things like that were just. But that was the most fun sitting. I was sitting at the computer that Spock would sit at, and you know, it just felt felt so uh, so real to, to be sitting there like we could yeah. be sitting there and having a conference so engineering trans- is also very cool oh my gosh i totally forgot about engineering yeah, yeah i love engineering yeah 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 uh again that felt small too now that i think about it i mean it, it's bigger than smaller most of the other sets it was like two you know two levels but right um, yeah it was uh but you know my favorite part of that was just how you look through the grading and how they created it to look bigger than it was the warp longer than it was. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. woodwork was really good there. So yeah, that was, that was cool. That was my favorite part of engineering was that where the engine 
itself was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the transporter room was probably my third favorite um, piece after the conference room and the bridge. Obviously, you can't you can't not love the bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, it, you know, it was quite a trek to get there. It was far. It was very far. <laughs> uh, but worth know, it. We, we meet. I mean, we made a weekend out of it, so it was fun. We did. Yeah, we left early Saturday morning. Went up to Saratoga Springs. Uh, walked along the city streets and city in Saratoga Springs. Had dinner. Had some and, mediocre food. Uh, had some mediocre food. It was food. fine. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, and then drove up the next morning after we checked out. And um, thanks for doing all yeah. the driving. I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you and Dennis. Were, I napped were in the back. Chauffeured. You napped. Dennis yeah. napped. Uh, yeah, the drive from Saratoga Springs to Ticonderoga was uh, very hilly and very. Oh, remote. was it? Yeah, it, oh, I, you know, we were going around mountains and stuff. Oh, it was just, it um, seems so easy from the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was a fun road trip. It was a fun yeah. road trip. We had a good time. And uh, yeah, the, the tour was amazing. The people there were great. And we're, you know, you and I are next gen, huge next gen fans. And mm -hmm. they are in the process. It'll take several years, I think. But It'll, yeah. they're in the process of recreating some of the sets from the next generation. Uh, yeah, one day, will, one day, which will be amazing. So uh, we definitely uh, encourage anyone who wants a trek, literally trek to upstate New York and uh, uh, go and see it to do. So. I mean, it's totally it's, worth it for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was yeah, a was great, great way to. That was a great way to spend the day after Christmas that weekend. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, before we, uh, well, Dennis and I had to work on Monday, and then then I was off. But uh, you are on vacation. I was, but now yeah, it was we're all going back to work. So we're all going back to work. It's 2021, and uh, just for a quick shout out, today, January 3rd, is Johnson's birthday. The day we were recording. So hey Give uh, give. Uh, some love to Johnson through uh, emails and messages. If you, if you know how to reach us, how do, how do our fans reach us if they want to share their thoughts I on mean, the tour that's, or that's usually at the end, but I guess they yeah, can usually, us but us. we yes. can do it. Yeah, sure. They can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com or they can reach us on social media at dspacepride on Instagram and Twitter. There we go. So, so, so yeah. And well, if so, you've been to the Star Trek set tour yourself, we would love to hear about your experience and how things were potentially like before the pandemic. Because when we went, it was just the two of us plus Dennis, who was there, who was there, but was he? I mean, he was present. He was present, but uh, yeah. he wandered away quite a bit and was not interested in all the stories and things like that. So, um yeah but he knew what he was getting in for so he did yeah he he survived mm -hmm. uh, yeah so uh, great well we had a great time definitely go check them out and uh they also have an instagram account uh which i don't know the name of original series tour I think or you know what i like don't that. remember unfortunately i don't either so uh, well then there it is um there it cool. is so 
Are we ready to jump into this week's discovery episode? Yeah, let's spill some track. Adira can write an algorithm that can find and decode it. How long will that take? Not more than a few hours. She's pretty fast. Update me the moment you have something, Commander. Of course. They're fast. Hmm? Um, they? Not, not she. I've never felt like a she or or her, so I would prefer they or them from now on. Okay. Um, and I've never told anyone but Gray. So cool. So on this week's episode of DC Pride, we are talking about the sanctuary which is the episode where we meet Book's brother and a bunch of other things happen. Do you have the summary up? Here's the summary from Memory Alpha. I don't have my usual CBS All Access up in front of me. Burnham and the USS Discovery crew travel to Book's home planet to help rescue it from Osira, the formidable leader of the Emerald Chain. Meanwhile, Stamets and Adira continue their search for valuable information on the origin of the burn. And this week's episode was directed by none other than the most famous and and Picard's number one, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, I think so, he directed like three episodes this season. Yes. Yeah, he did. a lot. Yeah. He just uh, directed the latest one. The most recent one, yeah. Yeah. So cool. So, Mike, yeah. what did you think of this episode? So... Yeah. Uh, and you and I were talking before we started recording, you know, there's sort of two halves to this episode, right? We wouldn't have one half without the other, but, uh, and they are connected and the connection is obviously Osira and the Emerald Chain. We meet mm-hmm. Osira for the first time here, mm-hmm. but really what I found more interesting was the stuff happening on Discovery, less so than the the happenings on Quajan, um with Book and Michael and uh, his brother, whose name escapes me at the moment. Kaheem. Kaheem, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that that whole piece of the story was, you know, as you might put it, was it another fetch quest? Uh, it, I mean, I this wasn't a fetch quest anything. because they, I mean, like they, they weren't going to, uh, they weren't going to Quajon to get something. Technically, they were there to protect it. So, I mean, I would say technically. Well, they not. couldn't. Technically, they couldn't protect it, right? They were, you know, the Federation has no right, no jurisdiction or whatever. No jurisdiction, so they were going so, as observers. Yeah, uh, I would say it's not a fetch quest because they didn't go there to get like another piece okay. of the data or like whatever, whatever, you know, gotcha. to get to the source of the burn, yada yada, you know. So, okay, I gotcha. All right. Less well, so a fetch quest. Less so. Mm-hmm. But uh, I felt like the the stuff on Discovery happening was much more crucial and, I agree. and much more interesting than what was happening on the planet. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I think is important here is that we talk, uh, you know, the Stamets and Adira piece of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I totally forgot happened in this episode, by the way. It wasn't until, yeah, like I was re 
the memory alpha summary that I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, I mean, that it was, was actually very important. Yeah, that was definitely really important. You know, other than uh, meeting Osira for the first time, uh, what what happens both with between Adira and Stamets, and also what they're working on, which is the data, right? Mm -hmm. The the burn data um, is uh, is the you know is the crucial. I don't know. I think the the most important pieces of this. There's some cute other se funny scenes that are. Uh, you know, there are two other things that come to mind, right? Tilly as first officer and Saru mm -hmm. talking about his his catchphrase. Yeah, that's and, great. So funny. And also when Rin comes to meet Saru and Tilly kind of puts him in his place yeah. and stand, stands up, does a really great job of that. And then the other piece of that is, uh, the, of the story is uh, Detmer's kind of rebound from... Mm -hmm from her PTSD from yeah, everything yeah. that's kind of happened. So we, we see this new, new, we see Detmer work through her, her difficulties. Um, Actually, there's a with, lot happening in this episode. If you think about it, because you have Detmer, you have Saru and Tilly, you have Colbert and Giorgio, and then you have Sam oh, right. and Adira. See, you even forgot about yeah. that. There's like, they actually squeeze a lot in. I think it's like one of those catch up episodes where they're like, let's check in with everyone else because the primary storyline is actually not that great. So let's just do like, a, you know, let's just make everyone progress a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know? the whole Quajan piece of it really is just another example of how Osira and the Emerald Chain affect these lesser worlds, these underdeveloped worlds and right. how they how they kind of get their hooks in there. And um you know, the, the result of this was why Book left the planet for 15 years, why he mm -hmm. and his brother haven't spoken in that long. Uh, it brings back brings us back to the first episode with the transworms. Um, also at the top of the episode, we do actually meet Osira uh, and Talor gets eaten by a transworm, mm -hmm. uh, which is also what happened, what she did to his father. So, um, you know, this this kind of, I guess, creates some, some gravitas to the evil that she kind of brings and presents right? Uh, or potential, you know, she's not, she's, she's not loyal to anyone, including her nephew. So she, yeah, she I was like him. a little bit, you know, especially having just watched the most recent episode of Discovery. What, what was the name of it? Like the one, like um, uh, there is a tide. Oh yeah, where they're kind of like flushing her out, like flushing Osira out as a character, yeah. and then right, you see her kind of have this sentimental side of her, particularly with that scientist that she basically raised. You know, I thought it was. Right. And then I was like, all right, then looking back, like, you know, she was so ruthless with Talor and she basically also raised him. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Like, I think that we were just presented, like she was presented as kind of like a one-dimensional villain. And then later on, they're like, oh, let's flush her out a little bit and make her more complex. Great, you know? Um, because, yeah. Yeah, I, I they were definitely giving us little by little, like little pieces at a time. And, uh, you know, she... She does come off as very one-dimensional in this episode as the big daddy and basically threatens yeah. the discovery and, uh, you know, 
it's actually Tilly who comes up with the idea. Isn't it Tilly that comes up with the idea that mm-hmm. um, that Detmer like basically Detmer go and attack, yeah. take books's mm-hmm. books ship and attacks it um, yeah. to save the planet essentially. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know we do learn a couple of things. She she's very manipulative. She uh, you know she's yeah she just seems she seems very Orion ish right she's she's really living up to what we know about Orions and she she gets more depth in there is a tide which is the most recent episode the the penultimate episode of the of this season so um, but yeah so you know she's she's threatening you know seeing her face on the bridge screen and just you know it's almost like threatening without any real backing it up. Like we, we haven't really engaged it. We've heard about the Emerald chain mm-hmm. so much so far, you know, actually for the last two episodes, we've heard a lot about them and their movements and things like that. But, you know, now we get to meet the the big baddie of, um, and she's, she's played really well by uh, Janet Kidder. I think. She, yeah, no, I mean, she her. actually does a good job. And then I, well, I've, I've seen some of the BTS with her where she's kind of yes. talking about Osara. And I, she actually gave Osara a lot of thought as a character, which I appreciate. Um, I don't know. I mean, Osara's fine. I mean, like, you know, she's kind of a foil to our Discovery crew. And I mean, like, you know, she doesn't come across as a huge villain. I mean, she's really just a foil. Right. Um, and, you know, like, actually, yeah. And one of the things that I thought about is that at that time, I felt like she's not the big baddie, right? You know, I didn't get the, in this episode, I didn't really get the impression that she was, I felt like she was still serving someone else. Mm. And uh, we don't really, you know, we we find out later that that's maybe not the case, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, it felt like she was kind of a minion of someone else to some extent, but uh so yeah so we you know we have her attacking the planet looking for book and for michael and uh you know that's solved by by tilly and detmer all right quajon saved everything's fine but you know let's get into the stuff that we're, we really care about which are the character moments and certainly the adira stamets moments here uh gray has kind of left her uh poor ian alexander had very little juices this season i have to say yes yeah he was like i don't know he's kind of sidelined i thought he would do more uh but no not to be but uh, you know i've said this before you know we've we've we have a plethora of characters in on this show I agree. I and think they just made a big deal of his introduction this season. Yeah. So I thought yeah, he had more to do. I agree. There's a lot. There's a lot of characters. Yeah. And I and I think that as we're as we're sloughing off other characters like Nan and Giorgio uh, in the next two episodes, we you know we're tightening up who maybe this show will focus on. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, really sweet um moment between samus and adira when adira kind of tells him that she doesn't they don't really identify with the pronouns she and right if if he if he stamets would use they them 
as kind of her pronouns. And he just looks very um, proud and, you know, is happy to do that for her. But it, I think it brings an endearment that we see later on in the episode Sukal, which, you know, where he's talking about his family. And even oh, yeah, that there was, is a tide, nice. yeah. you know, he's really started to form a, a family. And yeah. uh, so it's him and Culber and Adira and Gray, and that's his family. And um, you kind of see this. This is like a proud, fatherly, in my opinion, look on on Adira as they share that piece of them. And then there's another scene later on in the show where they're playing music together and, and, mm-hmm. and Adira kind of comes, comes to terms with or, or shares with him about the loss of gray. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, so I, I think that they really form, they really form are formulating this relationship, this fam family unit within you know, the larger discovery family really nicely. So I was really um, impressed with that. What you, did you have any other thoughts on, on that piece of it? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I thought that they have been doing a good job focusing on the evolution of their relationship. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I mentioned uh, when, you know, when they had all the casting news, I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to, come out and say oh like you know pronoun use like what is pronoun use and all that how does that happen in the 32nd century you know uh actually remind me did in terms of gray's character did we did they ever talk about that gray is transgender other than the press release (laughs) I don't remember. I don't recall anything about his character being transgender. Um, oh, really? I thought the character was also transgender. I, I think it it was. I'm just not remembering when or how that was. I don't think it was shared. Well, anyway, uh, um, right? Yeah, because I was wondering like how they would come out to reveal that Gray's character is transgender, and also how they would come to reveal that Adira's character is non-binary. Um, so it was interesting you know it's basically just like you know here's a it's basically here's our preferred pronoun you know and stamets is like okay um so i guess it's not that dissimilar to how we're how we do it today um but yeah no i i do appreciate these small moments that we have between them um where we're kind of building um you know their relationship i wish there was more I think I feel, you know, I wish there was more between Adira and Culber. Um, we do have a little bit here and there. Um, but mostly the bond seems to be between Stamets and Adira, which is fine. Um, you know, meanwhile, Culber's kind of busy. Culber needs to deal with and I guess, right. you know, dealing yeah. with the trauma that people are feeling on the ship or something. So, yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, what we like what you mentioned uh, in terms of how Stamets really does come to see Adira as part of his family, particularly in the most recent episode, There is a Tide. That was a, that was a, I know we're not talking about that episode, but that was a very powerful scene. 
um, and you come to realize how important Adira has come to mean to him. Um, you know, I, I and think you see that, that you see that here. You do. You know, I, I wish there was more because if you think about it, there's really not that much, not, not that many episodes, you know, where they're kind of growing their relationship. And by a time that we go, we get to there is a tide. He basically, you know, like Stamets basically sees Adira as an adopted like child, right? Um, and I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, like it hasn't, they, they haven't, the relationship, though it has been, it's been pushed along, it hasn't had that much time to evolve. And at least for me personally, I would certainly not think of someone as an adopted child anytime, you know, it, it would take a while for me to kind of think of someone that way. Um, so I was like, you know, though um, that scene was powerful, you know, when Michael was basically forcing Stamets to leave Hugh and Adira behind, um, I thought that, you know, it goes with a lot of how I feel things oftentimes happens in Discovery, where I don't think in this particular instance, it was, it's unearned. I don't think that, you know, it's, it's that, you know, like their relationship, because they are, we are spending time with them. Um, by the time we get to the penultimate episode that, you know, Samus's feelings are unearned. But it is, to me, um, it does feel rushed. Because it's not like we spent all this time with them together and see, because if there was this like DS9 or TNG, we would have like 22, 22 or 26 episodes to explore the relationship, you know, all this time. But because we're limited to like 13, 14 episode seasons and things just happen, just happen so fast. Um, I'm just like, oh, that happened very quickly. You know, I, I appreciate it, but um, you know, like, and this is something I've echoed, I've said and echoed in past episodes. Sometimes some of these character moments um, just seem rushed or at worst unearned to me. Um, so anyway, but yes, I, I did appreciate the scene in of itself for sure. Yeah, and I think that we, you know, there have been little moments all along, you know, where she rede redesigns the spore drive for him. Mm -hmm. She helps him remove the stunts or the, yeah, the stunts yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she, he accepted her and her thoughts and her fact that she was talking to Gray and didn't know how, but completely openly accepted that right from the beginning didn't think she was weird didn't believe her he believed her he right you know right. talked to gray um you know in, in in a way so um you know if i have a predictor if i threw out a prediction based upon this episode and and then we're jumping you know jumping ahead to last week's episode which we just watched i i'm wondering that when adira beams down if there's not something that in this hollow deck that might separate out gray in a way that he becomes a physical character again. Hmm, so um, I don't That'll know. Be a for lot sure. to squeeze I, into the finale, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that that we're, we have a 90 minute finale. That oh. would be great. Uh, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, but anyway, yeah. But yeah, I, no, I, know, agree, I, I agree. Like, it's not like a non and Michael situation where they've spent two minutes together and then they're correct, crying yeah. by the time they're leaving each other, you know? Yeah. Um, they've definitely given us more to work with. Yeah, you just have to, you have to kind of, you have to keep all of those little moments in mind as you kind of 
are watching this and realizing that the relationship is growing and building. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just like the relationship between Tilly and Saru as you know, Tilly kind of first was very unsure about it in the last episode, her, the crew all encouraged her to say yes. And she's mm-hmm. starting, you know, this episode walking down the corridor, taking him through all the things that are going on. And, you know, also talks him through what his catchphrase might be. So um, that was really cool. Uh, You know, and then we see her conversing with him in the next step, next in a future scene where they're in the ready room and Rin comes in and disrespects the captain and she puts him right in this place. So, and it's funny because Rin is played by her husband. Which oh, is yeah, just, yeah, right, that too. That's which cool. is just hilarious. So you get to see all these scenes. You get to see a scene with the two of them at the end of the episode where he's kind of off by herself, by himself and Tilly comes and sits with him. Because, and, he, you know, you see Detmer talking, talking her friends all through the, the events on Book's ship and uh, all of that. So, uh, you know, some there are some really great scenes uh with tilly in this episode and obviously we are both huge fans of tilly yeah so, yes tilly. um we are you know i don't know i'm definitely team tilly yeah um, for sure Mer- and Mer- there's a lot of discussion about what's going to happen at the end of this season and who's going to be what and all of that but we'll get into oh. that later on uh you know and and to be fair like i didn't necessarily agree with tilly being made first officer but she has certainly stepped into her role and yeah i agree um, i mean like it's the the chain of command seems a little dubious to me that she would be the one to be promoted chosen. to yeah xo first so yeah sure like she's i feel that she's done a decent job yeah so and hopefully there's a rank promotion by the end of this season right yeah, maybe she's still hopefully insane. she's hopefully she's like a lieutenant or a lieutenant commander by the end Something, of this season like, so yeah, I yeah, don't want like a Harry Kim um, situation where like he's oh gosh, no. for like seven years. Yeah, we do not want that. No, yeah. we cannot have that. Yeah. So, um, uh, what else? So yeah, so we have Stamets and Adira. We have Culber and Giorgio, and that basically just kind of advances her storyline a bit. Is fine, you know. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's a good. It's a good reminder of. Like, this is really, like, what's going on on Discovery. You know, this is, like, this covers... Yeah, it was a check-in. I, you know, it was a check-in almost with everyone. It, with everyone, yeah, which yeah. includes Culber and Giorgio and mm-hmm. sets up the next week's episode, which uh, right. is pretty crucial, obviously, to Giorgio. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cover... In our next episode, we'll cover both episodes of uh, Terra... yeah yeah um so yeah uh but yeah it was sort of a check-in episode where we kind of get to advance everyone's storyline and we meet the big baddie of the season and um and all of that so yeah uh that's all that you know i think that's most of what we remember from the episode uh yeah you know and i mentioned this to you when we were before we started recording because i was like what was this episode about it was like you know it really was a little bit of everything and then you know the the problem okay so i also mentioned to you for me book as a character is not is he's fine he's basically michael's boyfriend 
And I just really didn't care about Quajon, nor did I care about Book's relationship with Kaheem. Like I just, it just didn't do anything for me. I cared about everything else happening, you know, like you were kind of saying, but I just, you know, this was like, let's flush Book out more as a character. So he's not just Michael's boyfriend. And it's, it was very serviceable in that fashion. Um, did I? Well, like, this all, this all, yeah, no, but I think you're right in that re respect. But it also, it gave us a story that actually provided us with the check-in with everyone. Right, yeah. You I know, mean, and advances like I said, I the I care burn. about more all that stuff. I just yeah. don't want to care about book. Yeah, I mean, I think he's an interesting enough character. Um, I think he's a good addition to the crew. Um, but again, you know, we keep on adding on people and the crew, you know, we have a, we don't have the 26 episodes in a Deep yeah. Space Nine series where you get to to uh, meet and get to know all the characters and it, you know, they get flushed out week to week. Um, so yeah, I thought that this was, uh, you know, an episode where we kind of, the story gives book a little bit book and Michael something to do. Mm -hmm. And it basically takes Michael away from the ship enough to give us the opportunity to check in with everyone else on the right, ship. Basically. Uh, and we do get a wrap up of, you know, the, you know, hopefully they'll continue it because I don't believe that any one moment in particular, especially what Detmer goes through is going like, I don't believe she's, you know, cured or, you know, I don't believe that her PTSD is gone just by doing what she did in this episode. I think it gave her a lot of her confidence back, mm -hmm. but I don't think, you know, I would be, it, I think it would be irresponsible of the writers to just kind of let that storyline kind of slide away completely. I don't know. Do you think, uh, do you think it's going to come back? I think it might get like a little repetitive. I mean, you what know, else am I going to do with so, it? Right. No, I don't necessarily mean that. Well, I mean, it can bring Culber into the fold as far as the count, you know, doing more counseling. Um, I, I, well, if anything, if they do, if they, if they, if they do consider this part of the storyline wrapped up, I do hope that we do get to kind of go in depth a little bit more with the other characters on the bridge and, and see what effects this all has on them. You know, boy, it, uh, not Boimler. Uh, <laughs> Boimler? Which one? No, I was going to say, I was going to say Boyce, but that's not, I don't think that's his name. Um, the communications guy. I don't remember his oh, name. We have Jen Reese. Uh, yes, you Reese. know, I have Joanna. Uh, we oh, have. Oh, what's the coin? I can't say her last name. Yeah, I can't oh, say her last name either. Uh, you know, we have. Um, we have the the girl Lieutenant that played. Lieutenant Nielsen. The, the girl played that played. Um, Arium. Arium. <laughs> Uh, she's now Lieutenant Nielsen. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I hope, I hope we'll get to see, you know, we've gotten to see Detmer a little more deeply. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get to see some of these other characters a little more deeply before, uh, before too, too long. Uh, I'd like to see, like to see them flush out these other characters. I don't know. Will they ever, I mean, like, I feel that there's always something bigger to be occupied about, like, and they obviously have their favorites um, when it comes to who's driving the story and everything needs to be centered on Michael. So I don't know. Like, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I 
it'd be great to learn more about Owasakun or Reese or whoever, but I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I mean, like this most recent episode that we did watch, you know, there is a little bit more for them to do because they, they're retaking the ship. Um, right. But I don't know. I, I, I still don't know if there's much for them to do or much opportunity for us to learn about them as characters, you know, because there's always, I feel there's always more, I mean, thing about Trek nowadays is that there's always more important fresh to fry basically. Um, and there's like no time for just like some of these, like, I mean, you're, they, we don't get a lot of time with these like character driven moments. I mean, we do get them and I always love it when we do get them, but there's always the bigger story plot that we need to kind of focus on, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, well, you know, I, that would be my wish is to flush out, continue to flush out those characters as well yeah. as everyone else. Great. Uh, well, anything well, else on the sanctuary? No, I think we're good for this episode. Um, are we ready to dish a little bit with Deanna? Yeah, let's uh, go and see Deanna. Come in. Hi. You got a minute? Sure. Cool. So, yeah. So, Mike, what's been going on in your life? Tell me everything. <laughs> Or well, tell our uh, viewers everything. I, I uh, or listeners yeah. everything. I, I know most of what's going on. Yeah, you know most of what's going on. Uh, you know, I think, uh, and I, I know that our listeners can kind of understand this as well. You know, this this holiday, this Christmas was a lot different than other years. You know, we were relegated to not being able to travel out of state, so I didn't get to see my family in Massachusetts, which was, um, which definitely affected me for a couple of days, I would say, um, Mm -hmm. you know, even though we had a good trip, uh, upstate, you know, and, and all of that, there was still, you know, some, some reminiscing and also some, some, uh, sadness around missing that. So, you know, that's, that's part of it. We did have a couple of people over for dinner on Christmas night, uh, who didn't have plans and who didn't have a place to go. So we had a couple of people over and had a nice dinner and that was great. Uh, so yeah, I think it was, you know, I, I, I made an attempt at cinnamon rolls, which did not fare so well. Um, oh, but, but like last night, scratch? I, yeah, from scratch, they did not fare, fare very well though. Unfortunately, um, they came out a bit flat. And oh. so, um, I was a little bit bummed about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I did last night. I did actually stumble across a, even a, a very good another recipe for cinnamon rolls. But uh, you know, we're we're in January now. It's 2021, and uh, vacation is over, and so is holiday eating and all of that. Uh, <laughs> so um, that recipe will have to wait for another time. But uh, yeah, we you know we're one of our goals for this year is to get back into shape um yeah running shape and uh abs 2021 abs 2021 and uh uh, sign up for a race at least uh, definitely a half marathon nothing more than that um but uh to have some goal to strive towards so 
Yeah, uh, you know, it was great to uh, have some time off. I did work on the 28th, but then had the rest of the week off and uh, actually did some things around the house. I installed some lights. They I did. Fixed, it looks so I good. Fixed some, I fixed some fan, a fan. One of our fans was uh, the light switch broke. So I fixed that. I still have to finish putting that back together, but uh, that was... Um, that was um, done. So yeah, I felt uh, pretty good about that. We're starting, you know, we're starting to just make a few changes to the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on the way back from no, we, no, sorry, not on the way back on New Year's Eve. Uh, you, Dennis, yes. and I went to IKEA and uh-huh. got lost in the vortex of IKEA for four hours. I can't believe we were there for four hours, but it didn't. Feel I like know four. it was great. It didn't. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I have to, you know, I need to do a little bit more of a permanent setup with my office. So given that I will probably be spending most of 2021 working remotely. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's that too. So, um, yeah, so, so it did some things around the house and, continue to like make plans for around the house. So not only do I need to build out an office area, but, uh, we have to, we want to kind of, you know, I've cleaned up and organized the kitchen a little bit better mm-hmm. and, uh, we need to get, uh, your, when we were over to your place for new year's Eve, we get to see, um, your, your, uh, bar cart. And so, oh, yeah. we, uh, we were inspired by that. So I think we're going to replace oh. the, we're going to not, not that's, you know, the idea of having that is really mm-hmm. good. I think a good idea to keep everything in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're actually going to replace the, uh, con- like the, the under the TV console, which oh. really all it really holds is the, I mean, the printer is inside and a bunch of papers and storage, but okay. um, the modem and the, the internet stuff are on top. Um but I think we're going to replace that with something that's, you know, more to the ground and up to the, about the level of the TV so that we can uh, store more stuff and include more stuff, yeah. maybe include putting um, half of our, um, or using half of it for a bar cart per se. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yeah, so we have another reason to go back. You. Yeah. So we need to go. So we're going to go back to Ikea once I get some more, measurements for my office setup and, and um, do a little more research. Um, although you also inspired me with, you know, maybe, maybe I need to think about a custom solution for the office. So uh, yeah, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, so it was a lot of uh, stuff like that. Some days where I slept late and did nothing. Um, so yeah, I can't even say that I've watched a ton of TV even on this break. Um, yeah, I can't. We we did start watching the Bridgerton on. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, on uh, new on Christmas Day as well. Oh. That's what we watched, and we watched a couple of episodes the other night. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a period piece. It's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. So it's revisionist. We, we, it's uh i mean no it's different and you know it's different enough i guess Mm -hmm. oh we did end up watching so i think it was last episode the queen's gambit no not the queen's gambit all right the last episode you 
I, you did. Uh, the last episode, you talked about that Japanese. Uh, oh, yes. Alice in Borderland. Yes. Alice in Borderland. So we actually, that's what before we watched Bridgerton. Uh, and between the last episode that you all, that our listeners heard. And uh, now we, well, between then and Christmas, we we binged Alice in Borderlands like in three nights, I think it yeah. was. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of, that was exciting. You know, when you get it sucked into a show like that and you want to binge it, uh, I, I enjoy that. Uh, and it was eight episodes, so it wasn't yeah, like it's, a, it's a lengthy binging, but it's also nice to watch a show where you don't know what's going to happen. Right, 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 right. And, and you have some mysteries and you're hoping that they wrap up the mysteries, which did they, no. they did somewhat, but I mean, not some, really, but some, not all. <laughs> So, you know, and that's the, that's the problem with binging TV shows right now, you know, is uh, or watching TV shows is you have no idea whether they're going to come back, you know. No. It's been popular, though. People have been talking about it, so I hope it gets renewed. I don't think yeah. I don't think they've announced it yet. So, yeah. So that's, you know, that's sort of what the last couple of weeks have been mm-hmm. uh, in 2020 and, you know, a couple of days in 2021. Uh, you know, it's Sunday the third now, and our last day of vacation, and know, your birthday, so and yeah. all of this. So, yeah. So that's what's been going on with me. What about you? What's uh? Yeah. Well, I've been off from work for almost three weeks, um, and it's been it's been pretty nice. Um, I will miss not doing anything <laughs> or having responsibilities. <laughs> Um, it's been, you know, I've just been doing whatever. I've been seeing people here and there. I've been like watching TV. I've been working on my fish tank. Um, as I mentioned last episode, my, my dad passed away. So obviously I had to deal with some of the funeral stuff. Um, but yeah, I just went by so fast. And now I'm like, I'm kind of excited, nervous about this new job, but then I'm also like, oh, breaks over, you know? Um, so I, have, I don't know if I've utilized my time the best over a break, but it's also a break. So I'm kind of like, whatever. Um, I do have to really change my schedule, though, because now my new, for my new job, our, my day starts at 8.30 rather than at 10. So that is going to be a shift. I have not made any steps towards acclimating to that schedule yet like last night i went to bed at three so <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna try to go to bed a little bit earlier today i think i'm gonna because there's no way i can't go to bed at like one there's no way i'll fall asleep so i just need to like slowly i need to slowly adjust my schedule like maybe tonight i'll go to bed at like two like i'll be in bed sleeping or attempting to sleep at two and maybe next day at 1 30 and then one o'clock. I think one is probably a good, good target for me. How many um, hours of sleep do you like to get per night? I usually get like six or six and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll go to bed at one. I think that's actually a good time because then I'll wake up at like 7.30 or 7.40 or something like that. I think that'll be pretty good. Okay. Um, so I just need to make steps to work. <laughs> make steps to work towards <laughs> that target. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really should have been better. I should have been working towards this target, t- t- you know, for the last week. 
Um, but I'm such a night owl, so. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing. I've been like, you know, getting onboarded already. Um, they're sending me my my laptop password tonight, so I'll be able to log in. I'm not gonna log in tonight, I'm gonna log in tomorrow. Um, so things like that, yeah. And yeah, there's like a two week onboarding schedule that they already sent me. Like I, like I said, a meeting with like everyone, it's gonna be like a lot to learn, but it's fine. New things, new challenges. And it's growth. exciting. You get to meet some new people and build new relationships. Yeah, yeah. And yes, relationships are my favorite. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it will be. It will be good. Um, I, yeah, I think that's really it. I've just been watching TV. Like I, like I said, working on my fish tank. And um, your fish tank is great. I mean, it is really beautiful and. when you had dennis and i and tony over for new year's eve uh the three of us were kind of ogling the the fish tank for quite some time it's relaxing it's like and it's like so interesting there's a little ecosystem and everything it is uh yeah um so you just have personalities and yeah yeah um but yeah I, i guess that's really it like you know i don't think much has happened in the last two three weeks other than my dad dying but <laughs> i guess that's major um but yeah that's really it and yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll see what 2021 holds for we all will. of us we will we hope it holds some relief for a Even lot of next people two weeks, it's like what's gonna happen what's what's our government doing don't know right yeah God. Yeah, some craziness. Uh, I the I think it was today that the new Congress was sworn in. Yes. So yeah, uh, hard to hard to say. Um, yeah. Well, before we but, go, one of the things that we um, we haven't done a great job of, but in, that I am a big fan of, is one of our network sponsors, Fansets. That's right, you know, Fansets. Uh, so, and we don't have any particular copy on fans. They're pins of character. They do. That's their, that's their tagline, right? That is their tagline, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they support the Truck Geeks podcast network, on which we are one of the many shows in that mm-hmm. plethora. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a fan. Actually, one of the things that I did not get to finish was my pin display case. Oh yeah, um, what hap- whatever happened to that? Is this a sitting on a floor somewhere? I mean, it's sitting on a chair right now as I cleaned out the office to uh, fix the fan. Wait, you didn't finish it? What do you still need to do? No, it won't close. So <laughs> you know, I had all the pin. I yeah, the backing, the back, the staging, or whatever you want to call it, the stuff that you stick the pins into, uh, did not um, was too big. So I have to actually unseal it like uh, unglue it or take it you know and then awesome. cut it down so that it will close um, so yeah uh yeah so that didn't really work out that was not but i did oh i did build my uh casing the c- display case for my lego razor crest yes, yes. uh so that looks and, good which yes I, i'm pretty happy but where with is that, that gonna go uh, on the top shelf of my future office space. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, and I think I'm going to get one of those IKEA lights to like shine over it. Okay, you know? okay. Uh, cool. So, yeah. 
but anyway, so yeah, my fan, my fan sets pin display case is not yet finished, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. one of the uh, projects that did not get done during this uh, vacation time, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, we have a number of them. They have a lot of Star Trek pins, but they also have other great sets like Scooby Doo and Batman sixty six and Alien and all kinds of other things. So we just want to shout them out and say thanks for continuing to support our network, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, yeah, fan sets is great. And don't we uh, have like a code that we're supposed to? Get out. We do for 10% off. I don't know what our code is. I don't know though. what it is. Well, there we are. Uh, there we are. We'll come so, back next time with the code. Next time, yes. And you know, the funny thing is we, we've we done, this is this is going to be our 17th episode. And mm-hmm. uh, we have not, we've probably talked a little bit about fan sets, but we've never mentioned them as an official sponsor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this is our first go at it, which is, you know, about how how we do things around yeah. here at Deep Space Pride, so we'll yeah. we'll come up with some more exciting copy and get you that ten percent off code so that you can next time start. Yeah, next time. So, you know, one thing because you're talking about fan sets and collectibles, it it did remind me. It did go on date. Um, in the last. Oh my gosh, you that. did. Yes, yes. So that was my yes. second date. So while we're dishing with Deanna still, kind of, um, that was my second date of 2020. Um, and it was okay. Like, you know, I, I don't think uh, we felt the spark or, you know, like, oh, we want to take this further. That being said, the reason why when you were talking about fan sets, it kind of triggered that for me is because he, I, the one thing that we did really connect on is that he's a total like sci-fi fantasy junkie. Um, and he collects things like he has, I, I did actually drop by, he had just moved into new apartment and he was like, Oh, do you want to just, you know, do you want to see my apartment? I was like, sure. I hope I don't get murdered, but sure. Why not? <laughs> um, but he literally has like two massive display cases of just He-Man, he, He-Man figures. I don't know why he's in a He-Man specifically. I didn't ask him, but, um, he, He's had all the figurines. I was like, this is a lot. It's it was very organized, um, but it was like a lot for me. I was like, wow, it's, it's so many things, you know, so many chashkis, which I'm not really into. Right. Um, yeah. But he's collect. He's into like collecting like comic books, and even he had like CDs and oh wow, um, all very organized. Um, so in some ways, we, uh, you know, we we connected in the sense of. You know, we, we watch a lot of the same shows. Um, he's a huge like, Star Wars fan. There are things like that. Um, I just don't think we kind of connected on some other critical level. Um, it definitely felt like, you know, talking to someone who could be a good friend, but nothing beyond right. that. So, Well, I mean, still, congratulations for having a second date in 2020. Uh, which was, yeah. was a feat considering that most of 2020 was spent in a pandemic. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. And here's to a few more dates in 2021. Yeah. We'll see what happens. There you um, go. Yeah. But uh, I guess that does it for this week's episode. Um, we already mentioned it, but for those of you that want to contact us or reach out to us, you can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com. 
or you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at DSpacePride. And yes, if you reach out, we will do our best to respond and talk to you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.